What's up, everybody? This is the Los Chingones Baseball Club podcast presented to you by MLB Trash Talkers and Stadium Beer Bros. It's good to be back. Uh, a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're just a little bit past the All-Star break. It is uh, Thursday night, July 28th, about 8 p.m. here on the West Coast in the midst of the uh, trade deadline being uh, just a few days away. I think we're down to four and a half, four days. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Let's go ahead and get on into it. Once again, thank you guys for uh, joining us once again. Uh, tonight's starting lineup, Let's see who's on. Andrew? Yeah, what's up, man? It's good to be back. Uh, as you said, hiatus. I feel like we've been throwing that word around a lot on the podcast lately. So we're just going to call it what it is. You know, during COVID, we all had all the time in the world. Now we don't. So we get it. Get a podcast in whenever we can these days. So I know whoever listens to us rocks with us and listens whenever we put one out. So appreciate you guys for sticking with us and look forward to getting another one done tonight. Thank you so much, Andrew. And it's good to have you back. And um, you know, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's hard to get everybody on the same page, especially with work schedules and things of that sort. And then lastly, uh, this guy threw it. Uh, he, he had us in the first half. He, uh, when he joined the waiting room for the Zoom meeting, he told us it, it was Juan Soto, but it's actually uh, Jesus. You there? Yeah, what's up, Ricky? Yeah, I just had a friend in there with the, with the tread deadline a couple of days away. But yeah, just like Andrew said, great to be back. COVID time, we were all looking forward to the podcast uh, like every week. Now it's just like, all right, we're all busy. We got work. We got kids. We got this and that. Um, but yeah, happy to be back. And I got my Corona for the, for the podcast today. Thanks so much, Jesus. And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Jesus has, is the one who is, oversees the uh, the Stadium Beer Bros page, and uh, you've been doing an excellent job uh, with that. Anything you want to uh, anything you want to plug while you're here or while we have you on? No, to be honest, just trying to get the Stadium Beer Bros afloat. Um, I'm talking to one of our friends, Nate, who is a, a bar owner in Riverside, and he knows a couple of people who own breweries. So hopefully, within the next couple months. <laughs> If not weeks, we'll get a Stadium Beer Bros IPA going, and uh, excited to get that get that started. Yeah, man, you've been doing an ex- excuse me uh, an excellent job with Stadium Beer Bros Stadium Beer Bros page. Keep it up, uh, and uh, thank you guys again for being on. Let's go ahead and get on into it, you guys. We're about four days away from the trade deadline. Uh, the big elephant in the room. Uh, let's go ahead and address it. Where's Juan Soto going to end up? In the west coast for sure <laughs> but like uh there's reports saying that some cardinals prospects got pulled today uh don't know if that has anything to do with the juan soto deal but from what i'm hearing and what i'm seeing on twitter and from you guys it's either going to be the dodgers or the padres and i wouldn't be surprised if it's either one of ours i'll be surprised if it is a cardinals though uh, personally, I wouldn't. They seem to have been pretty aggressive in their overall chase. Uh, we uh, we all talked about this in our, our our private group chat a little bit earlier in the day about some prospects being pulled. I think one of them being Paul DeYoung. I think he's actually, uh, and it, it could have been a Twitter overreaction when everybody saw, oh my gosh, Paul DeYoung's been pulled from uh, from that minor league lineup. Uh, it looks like he's actually joining like the taxi squad uh, when the Cardinals go visit uh when they go visit DC, they just happen to be playing the team that that could be dealing over Juan Soto. Yeah, and the Cardinals have that going for them where you have this opportunity. If they can make a trade work, they can go out there, make a playoff run, 
and send Yachty, Pujols, and Wainwright out with the championship. I mean, I know we don't really think Wainwright has any plans to retire right now, but, I mean, he wins a championship. What better way to go out, right, than go out, go out all at the same time, potentially all three enter the hall at the same time. Like, that would be historic. It would be amazing for Cardinals fans being able to go to Cooperstown and witness that. Uh, not saying I think all three of them are surefire first ballot Hall of Famers, but, you know, uh, the Cardinals definitely have the firepower to get a trade done, but so do the Padres, so do the Dodgers, and who knows what else could happen. I mean, the Red Sox have a loaded system, and they're not completely out of it, even though they're in last place right now in the division. Nobody in the AL East is going to be a seller even though the Yankees are 11 and a half games up on second place Toronto, you know, everybody still has a chance. Everybody in that division can make a wild card run right now. And, you know, it's completely wide open. Yeah. And uh, it, it actually seems that, uh, that the Yankees are looking to add by subtracting and uh, they've started, they've even started shopping around Joey Gallo. So we might see that name being thrown around, uh, quite a bit over these next few days as well. Uh, knowing knowing uh, AJ Preller, I could see uh, I could see the Padres doing something like going for Joey Gallo if uh, if the Juan Soto thing doesn't work out and that's going to be the the quote unquote consolation prize. That would be a very big consolation going from Juan Soto to Joey Gallo. I mean I, I saw some crazy stat. I think Aaron Judge has more home runs this season than Joey Gallo has hits. Like, absolutely insane. I mean, the guy's just broken right now, as it is. I mean, who would have thought when he got traded to New York that he wouldn't take advantage of that porch? I think everybody was salivating at that thought, especially Yankees fans. And now you, you hear the trade rumors, and it's the Padres and the Rangers that are coming up. Padres have an obvious need, but of course, Padres fans, I'm sure, would be wary of that, judging by how he's been performing with the Yankees. And the Rangers, of course, you know, they're the Rangers. They can get Gallo back. The fans would still love him regardless of how he performs. And, you know, they'd call it a day. And it'd be easy for them to bring him back. But I think even the Rangers fans would be a little bit hesitant to give up anything for him the way he's performing right now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's funny. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ricky. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to go back to uh, the whole Juan Soto thing. Are you guys, uh, like everyone else, just send the farm? Are you guys attached to any of the players uh, that might get traded? Just because for the Dodgers, a lot of our prospects haven't even sniffed the majors. For you guys, you guys got Luis Camposano, maybe, uh, Mackenzie Gore, CJ Abrams, potentially going over to D.C., who have made it to the majors. Um but just want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, personally, I'm very, uh, uh, what's the word uh, that, that the finance bros say? I'm very bullish on Mackenzie Gore. Uh, obviously, we saw the uh, some of the elbow soreness that he had uh, in yesterday's game versus Detroit. Uh, obviously, a big red flag. And we, we might not see him pitch again to, until 2024. A guy I'm still pretty high on, I, I, I'd hate to see him go. But if that's what if that's what it's going to take to get a guy who's going to propel you uh, into the postseason for the next potentially three years at the bare minimum, um, I'm all for it. Um, I'm not too big on C.J. Abrams personally. Uh, I'm a great great ball player when he's going to be developed. Uh, I just don't think that there is a there's opportunity for him in San Diego right now, especially with uh, 
with Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back. Yeah, it's definitely going to get crowded for Abrams when Tatis is back, regardless of where Tatis ends up playing. And even if the Padres don't get Juan Soto, we can assume that they're going to make some kind of move because they need outfield help. And if Tatis plays in the outfield or he plays at shortstop, whatever, but that gives less opportunities for C.J. Abrams because Hassan Kim has earned his playing time as well. So going back to Jesus' question, I mean, there's nobody that I'm completely married to prospect-wise that would prevent me from pulling the trigger on a trade for Juan Soto. It's just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where any baseball fan of any team should understand that this is different. And if you could trade for Soto, if you could trade for Otani, it doesn't matter who it is. You got to look at it and think that you have this opportunity to have a three-year window, at least in the Padres case, with Soto, Tatis, and Machado, and whatever else you put around it. Great pitching staff already. And you give them whatever you're comfortable with giving them. Obviously, you're not going to trade any of your top guys because you're going to bring in Soto, but you'll give them Gore. You give them Abrams. You give them Hassel. You give them Wood. You give them Jackson Merrill. You give them absolutely anything that they want. Mears. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, boy, he was Josh a, he's a thrown around. <laughs> yeah, and, no, exactly. And I feel like uh, with those two big names, like I feel like everyone else is being overlooked. Um, it's like just because the guys that need or not need, but the guys that want the big fish, they're putting all their chips, I guess you could say right now on Juan Soto, trying to push for Juan Soto. And I'm not sure if, I mean, you guys don't really need Joey Gallo. It doesn't seem like you guys really want him, but potentially he could go back to Texas. That was going up in the air. But personally for me, I would much rather have Otani over Soto. That's just me. I'm sure Soto's a great player, phenomenal player. But as for me, just watching Shohei Otani be a pitcher and BRDH, that'd be fucking amazing. Now, the thing is, though, with Otani is that the, the Angels are, are very, uh, uh, I mean, they've already they've already failed to, uh, to provide Mike Trout a winning opportunity by not, not trading, drafting, Signing players properly over there, right? Uh, I I just don't I just don't see them doing the same thing when it comes to Otani. I don't I think they're gonna I think I just in the mind of Artie Moreno, it's this this stubbornness, right? And personally, I just don't. Uh, personally, I I see them I see them letting him walk in free agency and getting absolutely nothing out of it, while his ceiling is still high, especially right now where teams like the Dodgers, the Padres, Yankees, Red Sox, these big market teams, they're salivating at the opportunity to trade. They have the trade chips in place, but is Artie Moreno going to want to pull the trigger or not? I mean, we know Artie Moreno's sure as hell not going to want to pull the trigger and trade him to the Dodgers. Of anybody, he's not going to want to trade him to the Dodgers. And, you know, that's just what Artie Moreno's proven by now, right? I mean, he doesn't want to send off his star dude right down the freeway to LA and stay in town, even though he's not going to have to deal with it because they don't really play each other. But anyways. Um, well, yeah, yeah I mean, when, you're, going, when you're sharing, when you're sharing a market with the other LA team, that's the last thing you want to do is trade one of your superstars over to 
the Dodgers or the Angels or vice versa. Exactly. It's like if the Mets were terrible and they traded, you know, Pete Alonso to the Yankees. Like that would just be awful to the Mets. They would rather trade him anywhere else. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, it's just if it comes down to would you rather have Otani or Soto, I just think that they're completely different arguments. But it, I think it comes down to your team makeup. And with the team makeup that the Padres have right now, I think I'd rather have Soto. I'm looking at, uh, I'm actually getting a, a notification right now from the New York Post. Uh, speak, going back to the Otani rumors, uh, and it will be exact, and uh, this could be, you know. So it, 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 it's, it's a rumor until it's not. Uh, MLB exec says the Angels want, your, quote, your top four prospects in any trade. So it's it comes down to if if I'm a if I'm a team that's looking for Soto, it's going to come down to do I want Otani or do I want Soto? Who's going to be the yeah. more market, marketable player? Basically, I mean, if it's the same price, I mean, I don't know. Are they saying it's specifically that price for Otani, or are they expecting four top prospects back for Cindergard? Uh Angels want something like your top four prospects in, in exchange for Otani. So you're going to be getting him for a season and a half, whereas you can get two and a half seasons of Juan Soto for those same four top prospects. So it's pick your, yeah, pick your poison. But it's also a that's good problem tough. to have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to also look at it from a marketing standpoint, because if you get Otani, you're pretty much taking over Japan as a market. And that could be huge for your franchise, at least for a year or two. Uh, like, imagine if he went to, let's say, the Mariners. The Mariners, who have been a historical Japanese, um, what word am I looking for? Japanese-supported uh, city from Ichiro days and all since right. then. And then, you know, they've had uh, Iwakuma and, you know, other guys since then. But... Yeah, that would be huge for a team like the Mariners. Like the amount of income that you could get from something like that for a team that's not necessarily a huge market. You know, what if Otani went to, I can't even think of a great second option here. Like even a team like the Chicago White Sox. Like if, if Otani went to the White Sox, for instance, not saying that I think that's going to happen, but just the influx of sales and White Sox merchandise and overseas, not just in Japan, but everywhere, because he's the global guy for our game right now. It, 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 it's astronomical. Yeah, man, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, once again, just going to come down to who's going to, who's going to be willing to pull that trigger. And did you freeze up? Oh, I'm no, I'm, I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> looks like Jesus oh. had to temporarily. Uh, looks like he had to temporarily log off, but he'll still be he'll still be on the pod with us. So for those listening, apologize for that. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, man. A lot a lot can change over these next four days. Uh. So far, we've already seen uh, two. I mean, I mean, two trades that didn't really like shake up the market or didn't like cause like some sort of cat- some sort of seismic shock shockwave. 
Uh, we saw the Mets pick up Tyler Naquin about an hour ago. Uh, so that essentially takes them out of the Otani sweep. Sorry, not the Otani. The, the Juan Soto sweepstakes. And then yesterday we saw the Yankees pick up uh, Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. Kind of an interesting move. They're uh, not going to get into the politics of it, but there was the whole thing with his with him being vaccinated and whatnot. I know there was some hesitation there. Did you get a chance to uh, really like, read up on that as far as like his? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, I mean, he's on the Royals and clearly a week or two ago, the Royals had 10, I think 10 to 13 guys out because they weren't vaccinated when they went to Toronto, Ben attendee being one of them. And he gets traded to the Yankees. First thing he does is get vaccinated. And I get it, like, you got to play the Blue Jays a lot more often because they're a division rival for when he's on the Yankees. But maybe that just has to show what playing on a playoff potential team can do for you. Because, I mean, Ben is looking at the Royals. It's like, I'm not going to have to play any October baseball. I guarantee you're not going to have to miss any playoff games in Toronto in October. And with the Yankees, he's going to have some important games going through Toronto coming up in the next two months. And who knows, maybe even in the playoffs, if they meet each other. So Yeah, that, that was the first thing that went through my head when, when he did get traded. And uh, I'm sure Red Sox fans are, are feeling deja vu 3.0, seeing another former Red Sox, Red Sox, plural, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, end up in a, in a Yankees uniform, going back to Johnny Damon and uh, who was uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, but just to clarify, uh, Andrew Benintendi, I, I think you had said he got vaccinated. He is not vaccinated yet. He did discuss his his overall thoughts on it. He's open-minded to it. Obviously, that, that's his choice. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are going to be some some games coming up uh, for the remainder of the season where uh, he'll have to play in Toronto. And you're absolutely right. There is that possibility that they may have to play a series a playoff series in, the, in Toronto uh, come October baseball. So it's just kind of a weird trade there. Um, and again, that goes back to the whole Joey Gallo thing. It's like uh, now they're, they're kind of playing him a little bit more in hopes to, uh, to be like, Hey guys, well, if you can't get Juan Soto, Joey Gallo is going to be that nice little consolation prize. Uh, but uh Last time I checked, I think he'd already had two strikeouts in tonight's game, but I don't, I don't know what happened after that. So, yeah, the whole uh, Joey Gallo experience isn't going great so far. Yeah, it's tough when you're sending a guy out to do an audition for other teams and he's been playing like the anti-Tony Gwynn for the past three months. Do you think – now, do you think this, this will take out the Yankees for the Soto sweepstakes or – Maybe Andrew Benintendi comes in as like a as a depth piece. No, I think Benintendi's definitely a lineup guy for them now. Because I mean, they got Aaron Hicks as kind of like a fringe fourth outfielder, starting three four times a week max for them. Tim LaCastro as well, but he's more of a speed guy. Um, Benintendi will fit into that lineup pretty well. Um, I definitely do think that'll take him out of the market for either one of the big free agents if you want to call Otani even really a target because I don't think Otani's getting moved um 
And I also don't really think that the Yankees were a huge threat to get Soto in the first place. And, you know, them taking themselves out of it just, you know, that quickly and going ahead and pulling the trigger on Benatendi before he could get away just kind of shows that they were probably thinking about the same thing, weren't really trying to go all in on Soto. Mm-hmm. But, right. I mean, if you're looking at the other team in the division, though, the Red Sox, you know, you've been hearing little rumors about them trading Bogarts and, and Rafael you know, Devers. And Devers. And, but apparently the word from the Red Sox is that they are still looking to compete this year. Like I said, I mean, the division is so close. Um, they're right there, even though they're in last place right now, technically. They have 50 wins. The Orioles have 50. The Rays have 53. And the Blue Jays have 55. They're right there. I mean, the Twins are in first place in the Central, and they have 52 wins. So the Red Sox are right there. They definitely are not in a position to panic and trade all of their talent right now. I think that would destroy that fan base uh, emotionally, at least, and they would probably go ballistic and tear the front office a new one. But I think that the Red Sox are going to end up being a player for a guy like Josh Bell because they need some first base help. Obviously they have Tristan Cassis, of course, Red Sox fans know all about him, love him, want to see a lot of him, but Josh Bell can come up. And if you don't want him at first base, you know, Josh Bell is a great DH. He is a stereotypical DH. Got the body for it, got the swing for it, everything. And yeah, he's not that bad of a first baseman either. So it's a very, uh, it's a very Boston, uh, it's a very Boston type of move, similar to the, uh, to their pickup of a, uh, excuse me, very similar to the the Kyle Schwarber pickup they they did last summer. So uh, maybe inject a little bit of pop into that lineup. But uh, this this is such a weird sentence to say. But as of tonight, they are half game back of Baltimore in the uh, in the wild card standings, and Baltimore now actually sitting one game over five hundred. And uh, it. This is another tricky one. Are they going to be? Are they going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline? Make make a run for that wild card spot. Because Tampa Bay, kind of uh, kind of sputtering out too. Cleveland Guardians very unpredictable as well. Uh, do they hang on to, to Trey Mancini and Cedric Mullins, or do they kind of just cut their losses and look forward to next year? Yeah, that's another one right there. Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini had been linked with the Mets and apparently was the Mets' number one target. But after trading for Vogelbach and Tyler Naquin, I think you can take them off the board for that now. Um, And, of course, that all started, you know, those rumors, I should say, started two weeks ago or so before the Orioles went on a crazy run, and they've been hot ever since, and they're right there in it. And, you know, they'd be hard-pressed to trade their guys, but I think personally, if I was the Orioles' GM, I would cut bait on some of the guys that you don't have in your long-term plans regardless. Get something out of them because you didn't expect to compete this year. You know you didn't. And the fact that you're at the point that you are right now is great. Everything from here on out is a plus. You've got to get the most out of your assets while you can because they're set up to be good five years from now. They're going to be just fine. Might as well get some more prospects out of it. It doesn't matter, truly, if they make the playoffs this year. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually looking at some of the standings right now and going back to uh, over who's going to be a buyer, who's going to be a seller. It's the Texas Rangers to me that are, you know, when I look at them and I see them in the headlines, it, they, they've they made no intention that they're going to be sellers at the deadline. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, they, they've emerged as, you know, front runners to possibly get back Joey Gallo, like you mentioned earlier, but not only Joey Gallo, but even Juan Soto. Like, I mean, how do we make yeah. sense of this? I mean, does trading for Joey Gallo really make you a buyer, though? Just because you traded for Joey Gallo, you know? I mean, I don't really think that you're trading for Joey Gallo thinking that's going to take you over the hump. Oh, no, no matter who you are. But, I mean, the Rangers, that would be a weird conversation if the Rangers end up being sellers, right? Because who would they sell? Besides the guys that they just got, I mean, those would be the guys that they would be selling. Seager, Simeon, maybe John Gray, all dudes that just came to the team this year. I mean, they're not going to get rid of any of them. And the contracts are too big for most of them. John Gray might be tradable, but, I mean, Simeon didn't hit his first home run until like four weeks ago. I mean, the Rangers, I mean, who – who else would you sell if you're the Rangers? I don't think that they can really be in sell mode because they don't have enough to sell. They're not the A's. They're not the Tigers. They're not the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds have Tyler Molly and Luis Castillo that are going to be on their way out of Cincinnati in the next couple of days. And those are going to garner a couple of huge returns in both of those deals. And then lastly, the San Francisco Giants, uh, losers of seven in a row now. Oof. Uh, another stubborn team that, I mean, we, we want, we, us as Padres fans, we watch this team 18 times a year. And I, I, in my head, I'm thinking, how, how does this team lose seven in a row at the all, you know, going into the All-Star and after the All-Star break? They're two games under 500. Like how can how are they not reading the room? To, to me, I mean they're like playing they, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks a lot, just like us and the Dodgers are. I think the Dodgers are beating the Rockies by like thirteen runs right now. So, really? I mean, it was eleven to zero the last time I saw. Oh, and it was God. like the fourth inning or something. And yeah, the fact that you don't even know about that because nobody in the group chat is saying anything about it because they <laughs> don't care that much because it's just the Rockies. That's everything you need to know right there. No, I, I, I wasn't even following it tonight. It's, wow, that's, that's a blowout. Looks like the Cup, I mean, sorry, the, the Giants are actually up right now, so they might, they might snap that losing streak. Uh, but, I mean, there are, some, there are some valuable trade chips in that lineup. Uh, you could, I mean, I could see Jock Peterson being on his way out by, by the deadline on, is it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, it's the second. The second. So I believe that's Tuesday around Tuesday. noon or something. Yeah. Or do you think he ends up? I think some dominoes will have to fall before he does. I think he would be a desperation. We missed out on somebody move. Uh, that's not to say that the Giants definitely won't field calls for him, but I think he'd be more of a at the wire guy to, you know, whoever misses out on whoever they thought they really needed in the outfield. Cause I mean, who knows who else was in on Ben attendee? Like, I mean, the Braves could have used him. I think Adam DeBall's out for the year now. Uh, I mean, well, I guess we'll see. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see a team like Braves going, making another run at him. And uh, I think, what was it? Uh, the last, uh, what team was he? He was with the, he was, yeah, he was with the Braves last year. Never mind. What, what am I saying? Uh, they, they lost Adam Duvall for the season. So uh, just plugging back into that lineup, he's already familiar there. He's already got the chemistry. He's already won a uh, World Series with them. Why not? If, if the Giants exactly. decided, if they just decide to buy low, I, I could see that happening. Um, but uh, we, can, we can go ahead and wrap it up uh, and then we'll check back couple days and uh see where see how everything goes and then we'll recap the deadline you got any final thoughts uh final thoughts i mean we got some major ammo out on the trade market when it comes to starting pitchers as i mentioned tyler molly uh luis castillo frankie montas um take this with a grain of salt of course but madison bumgarner who knows if madison bumgarner gets traded to a contender if he gets the spark back and actually becomes a decent pitcher again. I mean, I can see it. We've seen it, stuff like that happen a million times in baseball. He's one of those guys where if he's playing meaningful baseball, I could see him having some meaningful and very effective innings down the stretch. But who knows? Uh, going to be a tough guy to trade for the Diamondbacks. Um, I think Diamondbacks would have in- to – I think they'd have to eat a huge piece of that contract in order to do it get him off the books exactly but again with drew jones coming in as their number one draft pick number two overall uh getting hurt in his first bp with the diamondbacks might push their timeline back a little bit i know they got corbin carroll alec thomas and they got a lot of young guys that are going to be great for them but some of those guys like jordan wall are a couple years away so you know, trade Bumgarner, eat a, eat some money for a while while you're not going to be competitive anyway and get some prospects out of it. I don't think it'd be the worst thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's uh, that's all we got for you guys tonight. We wanted to keep it short. Um, I don't have any other final thoughts other than, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be constantly refreshing Twitter over the next 24, 48, 72 hours until the deadline on Tuesday. Um, and then once once the deadline's up, we're going to crank out another pod just to recap it. I apologize if we couldn't have everybody on tonight. Once again, everybody's work schedule, it's hard to uh, get everybody on the same page. But thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, once again, that's all we got. And we'll see you all next week.